0: Everybody a very happy new year. Hello and welcome to Tim and Tom at the Movies, the only podcast about movies. I'm Tim, I'm Tom, and we are filmsmen, cinemaphiles. Cinephiles.
1: Is that? Hey, it's cinephiles um, or cinemaphiles. I like cinemas. Um,
0: yeah, I do, too. I, no, that's that's if you like cinnamon.
1: Oh, okay. Well,
0: I like cinnamon, too. Yeah. Hey, uh, Tim and Tom eating cinnamon at the cinema.
1: Tim, I think I forgot to tell you that uh, you know, I, I mentioned last week, I believe, that uh, I went and saw Spider-Man No Way Home. Right. At Alamo Drafthouse. But did I tell you that Alamo Drafthouse had a licorice pizza pinball machine? Really? Yeah, it was pretty neat. Based
0: on the Paul Thomas Anderson film Licorice yes. Pizza.
1: Yeah. Which I haven't seen yet, but I'd like to see.
0: I'd like to see it too, Tom. I'm just not willing to die for it. <laughs> I don't just also, the way that you were willing to die for Spider Man.
1: I was I mean, I was willing to take a chance. I wasn't willing <laughs> to die. I, was, I think
0: you would lay down your life for the real Spider Man. For the
1: real Spider Man? Yeah. Um maybe if it was like as part of it, he would, like, give my eulogy in costume. Right. With, like, quips and stuff. With quips and thwips with his Thwip. web shooter. Yeah. That he would um, web shoot the the top of the casket and close it at the end.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think he should uh shoot the top of the casket, open it, then shoot another uh, web uh, that'll stick to your head and uh, pull you up out of it and then another one that'll go on the bottom of your chin and uh, make move it up and down so it's like goodnight everybody it's me Tom <laughs> I mean that's
1: probably not how I'd like to be remembered
0: <laughs> not even if it's
1: Spider-Man doing that for you no I even if it's Spider-Man I, I don't want to be remembered as a ventriloquist dummy
0: <laughs> for Spider-Man though yeah, even or for Spider-Man. Or if Spider he said, Man. like, ah, oh, my friend Spider-Man says, I'm the real hero. <laughs> I'm the real superhero. And then... why,
1: would, why would Spider-Man make me say my friend Spider-Man says? Why wouldn't he just say it?
0: <laughs> I mean, he presumably said that in the eulogy.
1: Also, Spider-Man's mask is covering his mouth, so the ventriloquism wouldn't even be that interesting. It's
0: so good. He, he, it wouldn't be... Like at that point, it's the dexterity that he's getting your mouth to move in in sync. Yeah, I wouldn't I, expect him to have to learn how to be a ventriloquist too, Tom.
1: I saw. Um, I I try not to go on it because it's it's a, the most insane time suck you can imagine. But uh, TikTok recently, you know, every time I go on TikTok, their alg- their their algorithm gets better, and now <laughs> their algorithm has has understood hey, you know what this guy would probably like is ventriloquist videos. <laughs> oh, God. And they're right. And there's there. Uh, I saw this video the other day, which was just uh, a ventriloquist... <laughs> it was like ventriloquist prank videos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> which, like, what I shouldn't even tell you about this. What You're going to go sign today? up.
1: And it was just a ventriloquist going up to a guy, like filming himself, you know, just like his camera in his hand, his phone mm. in his hand, being like, hi, can you uh, give me directions to like town square? And the guy telling him and him be like, that's not the way to go there, <laughs> but throwing his voice and doing it. <laughs> and this guy getting so mad. And then he'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm a ventriloquist. And the guy turning from so mad to being like, holy
0: cow. <laughs> That's so cool. People like people crap all over ventriloquists, but then uh I feel like when they actually see it performed, they're like, this guy, this guy was good. This guy yeah. was great.
1: I mean when somebody can genuinely do it properly, yeah. it is very impressive.
0: I don't understand. Sometimes I see on TV these guys that are like their mouths move a little bit. Yeah. It's like yes, yeah, sometimes your jokes that aren't good. that f- aren't funny enough to justify all, all of us seeing your mouth move.
1: Yeah, you either gotta have good, the good ventriloquists have good jokes, or you don't see their mouths move. The great ventriloquists have both.
0: Yeah, and also the you know the little guy gets all the funny lines. That's true. Not the <laughs> ventriloquist.
1: Yeah, that too. Yeah, you, know, you gotta make sure that 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 the dummy gets all the good lines.
0: Yeah, you're a big Jeff Dunham fan, right? <laughs> no, I mean, it, uh,
1: boy, how much does it suck that the the only famous ventriloquist maybe ever, maybe that's <laughs> ever lived, it, um, it just has like shitty racist, a uh, shitty racist act.
0: Yeah, yeah. It
1: He's gives it, give, it. It, it gives a bad name for all of us ventriloquist fans out there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a bad name for all of us ventriloquists Maybe I should get out a there A lot of people don't know that we're ventriloquists We do not We do this whole show every week without moving either of our mouths <laughs> yeah. It
1: only impresses both of us uh, Maybe I should get better at it And I can start touring against Jeff uh, Dunham And I'll be like, I'm Tom Reynolds, the woke ventriloquist Yeah,
0: that, that's <laughs> that'll win you a lot of friends <laughs> That would go over well yeah, he sent a lot of tickets to <laughs> a woke ventriloquism show. <laughs> I actually Tom, bet
1: you could in, in certain areas of this country.
0: What do you mean? Like, like I... big cities you're talking about? I don't think I, billing anything as the woke blank <laughs> is, is going to do anything except, like, anger uh, people over 70.
1: yeah. Which is most ventriloquist target audience because they can't, (laughs) even when the lips are moving a little bit, they can't see
0: it. Yeah, and they like the racism. (laughs) Exactly, they love it. Uh, Today, Tom, Mm -hmm. the upon release of this, yeah, New Year's Eve, Tom, the last day of twenty twenty one, the year that uh, it's kind of a year, I guess, technically.
1: Yeah, I me. Mean, it's almost New Year's Eve uh, as we record. We're only a few hours away.
0: Yeah. Well, remember last week I said today is Christmas Eve, mm. and uh, you were like, "No, it's not." <laughs> the, the the episode is coming out on on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Well, Tim, I don't. I'm I'm not. Uh, you know, you're a straight one of these... shooter. I know.
1: Yeah, I don't like to commit lying to to people.
0: Uh, bearing false witness on the podcast.
1: Yeah. I can't remember his name. Hold on. Uh, the the guy who lied Jesus? on Jesus. No, Jesus wasn't a liar. I you thought no, to... he
0: told people not to lie. Uh, uh, did he even come down on lying? God came down on lying. Jesus was probably like, eh, if you gotta lie for a good reason, it's fine.
1: Uh, uh I can't remember his name. Uh the guy, the one of these like famous lying journalists.
0: Uh Glass? Uh, the Shattered Glass?
1: No, uh, Jason Blair.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Who I went to From school with. From the Facts with. of Life. You went to school with him?
1: Yeah. Huh. Actually, I don't know if he was there at the same time as me. He might have graduated the year before, but I knew people who knew him.
0: Yeah. Was he sounded he, uh... like a real
1: asshole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who is, who's the Shattered Glass guy? Something Glass. Uh, Philip, Philip Glass. no. Um,
1: The Seymour Glass.
0: Stephen Glass. And they just came out with a story about Stephen Glass. Yeah. Um, It was really sad.
1: What was sad about it?
0: Um, It's his uh, biggest lie yet. You know, he was disgraced, right? They made a whole movie about it starring Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Darth Vader himself.
0: Right, and it ruined his career, and it ruined everything. Um, And then he met a woman and uh, married her, Mm -hmm. Um, and she had um, early onset Alzheimer's, Uh Um, and all she wanted was, like, to just, like, not have it be acknowledged. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so like he just didn't tell anybody, and all his friends were like, Ew. "I, I, I read this story in the middle of the night. It was a, it was a tearjerker, but I don't really remember the details. It came out a couple of weeks ago. Give it a read. It's nice. Stephen Glass. So it's basically
1: like his, his, uh, uh, all his wife wanted was for him to lie for her. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And And he was like, like, "But that's the one thing that
0: got me in so much trouble in the first place." He's also like, "I can use my greatest skill for good." (laughs) Well, that's true, yeah. I guess he wasn't that that good at it. He got caught pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, but it's like sometimes the X Men need like uh, you know somebody with magnetism powers, and they're like, "Ah, I guess we'll ask Magneto," and then he's he's kind of like, "He's what was that?
0: He a bad guy?" Look, I know I'm like uh, you're. Your, uh, you know, sports normally, fan uncle being like, <laughs> the Magneto, so Magneto. Yeah, he's, he's normally he's bad. a bad
1: guy, but I mean, he's one of those people that's like a bad guy that like you kind of see his point, right? Uh, and, Who else uh, do you say
0: that about? Um, in real life, <laughs> famously, you've said that about. That no,
1: gonna... no, no. <laughs> I only say it about good guys. No, because, like, you know, it's a whole mutants thing, and, like, Magneto's more about, like, fuck everybody who's not a mutant. And, like, it's like, ah, yeah, based on how mutants are treated in this world, I could see how you feel that way. Um, But, uh, yeah, sometimes they're like, hey, we need somebody with magnet powers, and Magneto's like, hey.
0: How often do they need
1: somebody with magnet powers? Sometimes they're up against steel-based foes, Tim.
0: Uh, yeah, I was thinking like real world. Like maybe he could have gotten that ship out of the Suez Canal.
1: Oh, he could have done that with his eyes closed. It would have been so easy.
0: Well, then maybe we should maybe we should get a magneto in the real hey, world.
1: May, hey, maybe we should start breeding mutants <laughs> just to see what happens.
0: Hmm. Well, we might be able to uh, unclog the canals quicker. Well, Tim, we don't I'll see th- that.
1: I'll tell you one movie that was not like any X-Men movie in that it was so boring, I hated it. I hated every second of my life watching it, and that is uh, 2011's New Year's Eve, directed by Gary Marshall.
0: Tom, uh, I'm surprised you watched this movie.
1: Yeah. Well, Um, oh, so I teased in the regular episode, and I'll reveal here. That even though this movie is available on HBO Max, I downloaded it illegally so I could watch it at 1.5 speed.
0: I want. I was trying to figure out how to do that. <laughs> and even at 1.5 speed, fuck, this thing dragged. I started doing a thing where I would just hit the 15 second on HBO Max, <laughs> hit the 15 second advance just to be like... All right. They're still talking to each other. And I know the conversation they're having in this Everything about
1: this movie is just so, it's like, okay, yep. I know what, I know what's going to happen here. I know what the conversation is going to be. I get it. Move on.
0: Yeah. Which Um, when
1: you're telling like, I don't know, four or five different stories and you're like, yep. All right. Jesus Christ. Move on. Like so many movies are dinged nowadays and rightfully so. Yeah, I told you that was my big problem with the the Eternals that it was like they introduced 10 characters and it was like I don't know who I left this movie still not knowing who any of these people are.
0: Right. And, I mean the good the good thing about this movie is there's a ton of <laughs> characters but they're all boiled down to like one thing that you need to know yeah, about Yeah, one
1: they're all one-note stereotypes yeah. of of romance uh ro- rom-com uh, yeah, characters,
0: which is what a wild. uh Look, this is a Gary Marshall production. Yeah, and he's very much he created Happy Days and like mm-hmm. LaVerne. And she, he's very much like, hey, let's uh let's put on a show for the people. They they want to see. They want to see people being happy, people falling in love,
1: people yeah.
0: kissing. Well, we'll get some and, shots of New York City in there, and they'll yeah. love it. And. And
1: they and they want those people to be good looking. God damn it! <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: they don't want to see any uggos falling in love. Everybody has to be good looking.
0: So uh, stacked cast, Tom.
1: Yeah, stacked um, to the rafters.
0: Uh, in alphabetical uh, uh, order, uh, Jake T. Austin. I don't know who that is. <laughs> All right, here we go.
1: Maybe don't go in alphabetical <laughs> order. Maybe just talk about the the big names.
0: Jim Belushi
1: uh john james jim belushi yeah
0: who doesn't
1: show up until one hour and 15 minutes into this motion picture yeah. now
0: that's that's
1: holding your aces behind your back
0: <laughs> Halle berry jessica Beale, mayor michael bloomberg john bon jovi <laughs> Abigail Breslin. He's still on the bees, people. (laughs) (laughs) Ludacris, which I don't know. He comes between Abigail Breslin and uh, Matthew Robert. Yeah, I forget
1: (laughs) Ludacris' real last Uh, name.
0: Robert De Niro. Josh Duhamel. Duhamel? Duhamel? Duhamel. Zach Zach Efron. Duhamel. Hector Elizondo. Carrie Elwis. Yeah. uh, Chris, Catherine Heigl, Ashton Kutcher, John Lithgow, is Catherine back? Yule, somebody?
1: Ulls, Ewells. Ewells? yeah,
0: E L W E S. Yeah, huh?
1: yeah and I know him, and I know, but I yeah. I don't say his Princess name Briga, out loud enough. Seth
0: yeah. Meyers, Leah Michelle, Alyssa Milano, Sarah Jessica Parker, Russell Peters, Michelle Pfeiffer, in like playing like the role of like. A frumpy twenty-two-year-old, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, Sarah Paulson, Ryan Seacrest, Hilary Swank, Sofia Ver- Vergara playing the dumbest idiot you've ever seen in a movie, uh, and Common, yeah, the rapper,
1: <laughs> and via satellite, Common. <laughs>
0: um, that's a hell of a that's a hell of a lineup, Tom. All it of is. them, seemingly, except for maybe Hilary Swank. Maybe even Hilary Swank spent. Two to three days on set, most at most. Robert De Niro spent no more than four hours on set. Oh, right? and he
1: never got out of a bed or a wheelchair. <laughs> right. Yeah. Robert De Niro was in literally three sets, which was like a hospital room where he was in bed, an elevator, and then a rooftop, which was, you know, obviously like a green screen deal. Yeah.
0: The man didn't even have to shave for the role.
1: No. All right. So you want to give like the basic premise of this before we go in?
0: <sighs> yeah, it's New Year's Eve in New York City, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of stories happening, and they don't really intersect, really, right? Uh,
1: they they do at the end in a way where I feel like you're supposed to be impressed, <laughs> like oh, these all these are all interconnected, but. The way a lot of them are inter- interconnected are like, this person is the brother of this person. And it's like, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then why? Sure. Why didn't they talk earlier? There's some big. All right. So the big, there's a story. It's Hillary Swank. She's mm-hmm. running the big uh, New Year's Eve. She's the Eve president Times of the
1: Times Square Alliance, Tim. And she is like, and you would she think is... that that would involve showing up at Times Square on New Year's Eve before like the late afternoon, but apparently not.
0: Yeah, and she has like some sort of imposter syndrome situation, and she needs Ludacris there to like, uh, to, you know, yeah, be her l- rock.
1: Ludacris is I'm not sure he he's NYPD. I'm not sure what his like. He's like a lieutenant or something. Yeah, and I thought that that was going to be like they're kind of like meet cute that
0: but they like, already knew each other
1: well but it was going to be like we we always knew each other but we never got together but now we're right. going to get together um but that that never happens it's just like ludicrous is just a guy <laughs> a guy that is like a probably like the lieutenant or sergeant at like the Times Square uh you know that little police department they have there that little <laughs> yeah. precinct
0: the one with the neon lights yeah um yeah the this the movie starts Tom it's all new york uh, they they unveil the ball that they drop at uh at, at times square and one of the men one of the men salutes it <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm looking. And then out, they go.
0: Then, then there's a bunch of police officers, and somebody goes, "We're gonna need a show of strength from the NYPD." I, I, I
1: have that written down here too. A show of strength. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, everybody who's in the front row, beat the fuck out of them. Show <laughs> <So laughs> so them we're not fucking around.
0: <laughs> the iron fist of the NYPD. All right, yeah, so, it's
1: like they need a show of like numbers, maybe, but yeah. not a show of strength.
0: So anyway, the premise of this movie is there's a bunch of there's like five or six rom coms stuffed into one movie that all I just play counted out in parallel. It
1: up. As far as far as like IMDB is concerned, uh they have a lot of these people listed as like, you know, Cody in this segment. There are eight segments in this. Oh jeez. So it's like eight stories happening, and they are titled Resolution tour, hospital story, maternity ward. Now, like hospital story and maternity ward overlap a little bit, right? Um,
0: because guess what? Spoiler: a maternity ward is in a hospital.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, Jensen and Laura's story, elevator, mother and daughter, uh, Ahern party, uh, Times Square. And I think that's it. Yeah. I don't know how many of that was, but it was that many.
0: That's all of them.
1: And like, basically it's like, I don't know, it's kind of, it's actually kind of weird that it's listed this way on uh, IMDB because I kind of feel like that was just like the call sheet that it was like, these are essentially were, you know, probably having like somewhat different crews on all these. Maybe some of these segments are being made uh, parallel to each other. Um, it's wild. It's more just like the location.
0: A, yeah, if there's eight stories in a two hour movie, mm-hmm. that's like what fifteen minutes each that they that they can get. Yeah, that's yeah. it's like each story gets less than a sitcom length. Like,
1: yeah, like, but because they're using such stereotypical characters, <laughs> like you every character within like literally 5 seconds of them in being introduced it's like oh that's a woman who's put her job before love oh right. that's a guy who's given up on love
0: oh that yeah it's just but usually these movies have these rom-coms have 90 minutes to play out their arcs mm-hmm. this is just eight stories that have each have 15 minutes to play out and they just like space them out
1: yeah and some of the stories are like have it seems like somewhat significant backstory too,
0: yeah, the John Bon Jovi and the Catherine Heigel talk about backstory
1: yeah, all right how should we how should we even approach this?
0: Can we talk about what I really want to talk about is the maternity ward story, okay. So it's Seth Myers is married to
1: When I didn't really look at the um the the cast list here, when Seth Myers showed up, I was shocked because I was like, <laughs> Seth Myers is in a movie? <laughs> Has he ever been in another movie? Yeah, I don't know. And like I like Seth Myers. I think he's a very right. funny guy, but I was like, he's not an actor. He shouldn't be in a movie.
0: But this is just like it's like a guest turn on a on a sitcom. And like oh, they yeah. were the they were the it's wacky like- plot too.
1: Yeah, and it's like he had to show up for a week's worth of filming. He had to do like less work on this than he would a, a week on SNL. So yeah.
0: Um Who was he married to? Um He was
1: married to Jessica Beale.
0: Jessica Beale. Yeah. Um and then so it's two of them. They were mm-hmm. they were at the the hospital waiting to have a baby. And yeah. then uh two other people came in. Um the woman I recognize.
1: Oh, uh, Sarah Paulson.
0: Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Um, and then who is? I thought uh, the guy. Till playing... Schweiger is that? Yeah, him? I
1: thought he was a um a Skarsgard for a minute, but he's yeah uh, he has. He has that look about him, but he's not. Yeah,
0: he's Germany's best known actor. He's Germany's to... best known actor. Yeah, according to his IMDb profile, which huh. would make sense that they put him in this. Like, I'm sure they cast some ringers for the overseas markets. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh,
1: they'd be it fools not to.
0: Yeah. Um. So, this is what I don't understand about this segment. Mm. It's New Year's Eve, and this hospital gives away a twenty-five thousand dollar <laughs> cash prize to yeah. the first baby that is born in the hospital in the New Year. Right. And so essentially, it's like a uh, these two couples are vying for that twenty five thousand dollar prize, right? Yeah, Um, and that's their thread. And then there's a twist at the end where you know Seth Meyers lies about it. Uh, Like they win. Yeah, it's not really a twist.
1: He just gives them the money.
0: Yeah, basically, Um, less because they need it more. Um, How? Why would a hospital do that?
1: I miss that. How was that even conveyed? Was it just because they have more kids? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they the have whole two thing kids in the, be- the whole thing to begin with because like they offer their OBGYN a 50-50 and then like a 60-40 split of the money. Right. So it's like $10,000 like this woman's willing to have a C-section for $10,000 when she doesn't need one. And like these people are both very good looking and live in Manhattan. I imagine they make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And they well, wouldn't Seth be Myers- this desperate uh, for to like fuck around with the birth of their first child to pick up an extra 10, 10 grand.
0: And Seth Meyers says at one point like 25 grand That'll more than cover my student loans. It's like, yeah. okay, so you don't really have much left on your student <laughs> loans for a guy Yeah, either a you went to I community college. And, yeah.
1: You went to community college, or more likely because Seth Myers was like in his 30s by by this movie, I think, right? Yeah, that, definitely. That was like, oh, you're almost done paying off your student yeah. loans. It's and fine. it's you guys fine. Seem fine. Yeah. Your student loans were manageable. You have 25000 left. It's fine.
0: Also, I'd be pissed if you know the hospital I went to. Like, I got a bill when my when my son was born a, a few a uh, couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, insurance took care of most of it, but like yeah. a thirty five thousand dollar bill, and they're going to charge me for that, and then they're going to give away twenty five thousand dollars. for Where the no fuck's reason. That money coming yeah. from. Yeah,
1: I've never. I don't think that's a thing. Like. I could see, you know, like fucking Pepsi giving away 25 but yeah. why would a hospital give away money? <laughs> why would they get involved in the giveaway <laughs> business to begin with?
0: And wouldn't this happen every year? Like, yeah. everybody's like, well, you want to do what? It's like, yeah, people want 25 especially people who, like, might need it to pay the hospital for this.
1: Right. But it was like this well-off couple is willing to, like fuck around with the their first birth.
0: Unnecessary surgery, please. <laughs>
1: yeah. Take an unnecessary C section for ten thousand dollars. Mm. Pre and that's before tax. Yeah. They probably walk you know, walk away with what, six thousand dollars after taxes? You think that's worth uh an unnecessary C section and possibly a premature birth.
0: <laughs> All right. So also in the hospital is Robert De Niro, an old yeah. man dying of cancer um, to the point where it's like maybe
1: 12 hours away from dying of cancer has refused all treatment, but it seems generally fine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And the doctor can predict like to the minute, like they're like, oh, not enough time for hospice, but he will be alive for like another eight hours, maybe eight hours and 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you,
1: yeah. Not a type for hospice. He'll be alive for eight hours. But he seems fine and he's not yeah. even on anything. <laughs> but you know, it's it's one of those cancers that's uh very slow until it's not.
0: Yeah. Um and that's pretty much it. Halle Berry uh spends Halle time Berry's with the nurse learns a, lot, yeah. learns a lot about him in life and stuff.
1: But but not really learns like very generic lessons of like <laughs> enjoy life while you have it
0: again the, the, you know that segment has 12 minutes of screen time throughout the whole movie there's yeah. no, there's only so much he can learn well um, so some
1: of some of the other segments uh Zach Efron is a um uh uh what do you call messenger. that like a bike messenger a, yeah but he has a, 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 a courier, a, a courier. A, he works yeah, for a he courier. He has like a scooter um, for Michelle Pfeiffer's character who works for a, a music, uh, a record label.
0: Yeah. John and Lithgow is her mean boss.
1: John Lithgow is her mean boss in maybe one shot? I think so. <laughs> I think John Lithgow was on a lunch break and and came in and did this. <laughs> Um, Which, like, it's honestly impressive that they got this many. Na- I mean, it's not, it's impressive, and, but then you realize, oh, that's what the movie is. <laughs> that's, that's just the, the marketing and everything is like, hey, you've never seen this many famous people in one movie. Yeah. Um,
0: um the thing that bothered me about that story, sorry, mm-hmm. um, it was the very first line. Zach Efron goes in there and he says, "I have a package for so and so to deliver," yeah. and Michelle Pfeiffer goes, uh, "Do you work here?" It's like, no, he, he just said he was delivering a package.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it seemed like a pretty small office.
0: Yeah, and he's like, "I've come in here delivering packages every day, and you never know, you've never looked up." But it's also like, that's not an approach. That's she's. The worst character in the movie because he said, I have a delivery for this person. And she says, do you work here? No. He's like, no, he I don't. I have himself. a delivery. Sorry. Anyway, you can talk about
1: that. No No wonder the, the music industry was failing at that time. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, her character was so... First off, it was like, this woman works in the music industry. They, I. They didn't really say what she did, right?
0: No, she might have been... John Lithgow's assistant.
1: But she I wasn't, don't I don't know. She, she seemed to just have like a cubicle out in like the yeah. main space. But it was like this woman works for like a record company and is just like, I don't know, just like a weird, off like generic office worker where it's like, how, hey, add you know, uh, being working for a record label, not rub off on you a little bit to relax, play cool.
0: Yeah. Um, everything about this movie is just so generic. Like she walks in and she's like, uh, she goes to John Lithgow. Can I get my bonus for the end of the year? Yeah. And he like gives her a small bonus. She's like, this won't even cover the vacation I've planned. Doesn't say where or anything. And he's like, (laughs) yeah, that might get you to Staten Island. And then, uh, She's like, well, I have already taken off the two weeks for my vacation. And he's just like, two weeks? You you can't take off two weeks? And it's like, that's it. Like,
1: It's like, yeah, it's written by somebody that do- has never worked a real job and doesn't understand. Like, now you put in for vacations and you have to pay for all the <laughs> shit before you yeah. do it.
0: yeah. This is like, uh, it was the most generic conversation ever. (laughs) Yeah. Like they were like, they, they had just like, eh, these are placeholders. This will be kind of the back and forth and we'll (laughs) fill in the details later. And then they just never went back and filled in the details. People also
1: don't like aren't living paycheck to paycheck and then book vacations that they can only do if they get a bonus that they are not promised (laughs) (laughs) on top of it. Um, yeah, it's just like a real uh, they they just rush through that whole yeah. thing in a real dumb way. There's also a storyline with uh Abigail Breslin and Sarah Jessica Parker.
0: Yeah. Where
1: uh Sarah uh where Abigail Breslin's like 15 in this or playing 15 at least and like wants to like go to the ball drop with her friends and her mom is like understandably like, "Well, you're not an adult." I don't want a, you. She wanted
0: to kiss the boy, Tom. Well, who
1: doesn't want to kiss a good-looking boy like this boy that she wants to kiss? But but it's like a weird where it's like they're trying to set up you know, like a lot of tension there and it's like, "Eh, I get both sides." <laughs> I get both sides. And I really don't give a shit which way. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, I, I guess so she's just fifth- some, like rich Manhattan teen. I don't give yeah, a shit some, if you get what you 15, want or not.
1: Some 15 year old that's like grown up in Manhattan. Yeah. I'm sure she's fine to like stay out till one in the morning at a friend's house. Hmm. And Sarah Jessica Parker's character doesn't want her to. And it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got no horse
0: in this race. This is fine. <laughs> yeah. that's That was my feeling with every one of these stories. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. Fine. Good for <laughs> these people, I guess. Well and, I guess that's and, what happens when you like have a movie with like no actual characters. Yeah. Just with no actual
1: <laughs> character development and yeah. like characters you can't identify with. Uh Zach Efron's character is uh roommates with Ashton Kutcher. Right.
0: Which cool. first
1: off You'd never get two good-looking guys like that, or who are roommates together.
0: That place was a uh, must have been a. Uh, it was a freaking hunk palace.
1: Yeah, that place must have stunk from all the sex happening in there all the yeah, time.
0: All the musk.
1: <laughs> um, but also I feel like any good-looking guy, I've known, has like a an ugly roommate that he's been taking advantage of. <laughs> not not in that way what are you talking about
0: (laughs) i'm trying to think of even one example we know
1: you don't know know my whole life i know some hunks (laughs) and they've got ugly roommates who they're like you pay for everything
0: you don't know any hunks you
1: got two hunk roommates that you know everybody's gonna be like well i'm not gonna pay for the electricity you do it (laughs)
0: <laughs> what, a, what kind of world has been set up in your mind <laughs> Tim
1: the world that's been set up in my mind is the world that we exist in which is hunks don't have to pay for utilities yeah. um, um,
0: you know what uh, Zach Efron is a hunk uh, and uh, in this situation he's a hunk that might get punked
1: yeah <laughs> living with <exactly>. Ashton Kutcher <laughs> Ashton <laughs> Kutcher's just like his character set up immediately, where he's just tearing down communal New Year's Eve uh, decorations that have been set up in the hallway of his building, not his private uh, apartment, the yeah, hallway. But as he
0: points out. It's against uh, house rules,
1: <laughs> right? And he just doesn't like New Year's.
0: But the best part of that was when he changes the sign from "Happy New Year" to say "Crappy New Year," and then he says, "Now that's more like it." <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I was like, I was blown away by oh, that. Oh no, he
0: says, "Now we're talking." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was really blown away by that scene. It was it was pretty pretty good.
0: It was twisted. Uh, I was like, is this a joke is this another Joker origin story we're watching?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it was just like, oh, okay, some and I mean they do get into this a little bit later with uh so he he gets stuck in an elevator with Leah Michelle's character. Right. Who is a backup singer for John Bon Jovi's character, who we'll get to. Um did they explain why she was in that building in the first place?
0: She just moved into apartment five B, Tom. Oh, she. Moved you know in. how okay. you know how you know in in a, in a in an apartment building in New York City when uh, Ashton Kutcher goes like, "Oh, I know you, the new girl just moved into five B." You know, like how you know everybody and every
1: <laughs> the the person who's lived next door to me for I think at least like six years moved out last month. And, like, literally, I, I could never remember if her name was Victoria or Vanessa. And when she was moving out, uh, like, literally, I was coming off the elevator. She was going into the elevator with who I presume was her dad. And she was like, oh, hey, I'm moving out. And I went, oh.
0: And I just didn't know what to say. <laughs> You didn't say like, hey, good luck with everything
1: I, I think I just said, oh, and she was like I think she said something like, good luck with everything And I was like, oh, yeah, thanks, thanks for everything <laughs> you, you
0: don't have to say things, <laughs> it's fine Well, that was the We don't have to
1: have this conversation and, and it was, you know what, like I don't fault her Because I think she didn't think it through But I <laughs> right. think she did just think like Oh, this is a guy I've I've said hi to every time I see him because we yeah. like share a wall. So it's like, oh, just seeing like I shouldn't just be like, oh, hi, and then he never sees me again. But we then s- when she said that, I just didn't know what to say. I was just like, oh, I was like, should I say like, please don't go? <laughs>
0: <laughs> should I beg her not to leave? Should her to stay? Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't ask like now that i'm leaving like why do you sit in that room once a week and scream about like the zodiac oh, killer no, and- <laughs> luckily luckily it's a it's a different wall <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> but but it you know it's funny you mentioned that tim because this wall it, this apartment it's like every month there's somebody new <laughs>
0: <laughs> strange strange how that works out it
1: is strange um so that's Ashton Kutcher, uh, and then we've got uh, that's
0: like that is legit just a sitcom, right? Two people, oil and water, get stuck in the elevator oh, together. Yeah,
1: it's it, it's you know uh, the 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 clerks cartoon episode where yeah. they get stuck in a freezer, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, it's just a bottle episode of just like. And they get, you know, and they get stuck in the air together and they wind up eventually kissing on New Year's Eve, even though he's anti-New Year's. And, um, I don't know, it's, the whole time it's like, well, this guy just seems like a scumbag. He's wearing like pajama pants and a t-shirt. And Leah Michelle's wearing like a very tight, like velvet dress. She looks phenomenal. And it's like, Yeah, of course, this scumbag would try and pull a move on her. (laughs) Like, and when it happens, it's not like, oh, they they've fallen in love. They've learned so much about each other. It's just like, I yeah, I don't know why he eventually. I think he would have tried to kiss her thirty seconds after they got (laughs) stuck. Um, and then uh, so she's the bat. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Gary Marshall, uh, because he made uh, Valentine's Day and Mother's Day, which are other movies in this same vein. Do you think he watched Magnolia in uh, 2000 or 2001 and was like, ah, I see. Maybe I can make this, but like junky."
1: I don't know. I've never seen Magnolia, Tim.
0: No, it's like this, except with like uh, actual stories and uh, character development. Well, and and hey. And the man let's dying just, of cancer.
1: And let's just say it: bigger stars, bigger stars
0: than Tom Cruise
1: himself. Tom, that's what. I, no, I'm saying Magnolia has bigger oh, okay. stars.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Tom Cruise is light outshines all these people.
0: Sorry yeah. to say it. One Tom Cruise outshines this entire cast, even with John Lithgow's <laughs> four <laughs> minutes on screen.
1: Um. And then there's another story. So, uh, Liam Michelle's character is a backup singer for John Bon Jovi's character, Jensen.
0: <laughs> Jensen, who we first see sitting alone in his trailer playing to nobody, a very sultry version of Meatloaf's. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> so don't be sad, cause two, two out, out of three, three ain't bad.
1: bad.
0: Yeah, weird what? choice. Play a Bon yeah. Jovi song. Come on, man.
1: <laughs> play a Bon Jovi song, or how about like practice the song you're gonna play beforehand? Why? <laughs> this was a Tim, weird. Tim, you you've been backstage. You're a musician. You've been backstage more than me. Uh, how many times have songs? you seen people just strumming away at two and a three a.m. bag?
0: <laughs> it's uh, it's it's kind of like the universal warm up. It's known for <laughs> yeah. all true. Me- um, this, this movie came at a weird time in the John Bon Jovi, uh, world. Remember, like he was trying to like be the world's biggest star. I guess it's like public- publicist and like like remember he was like. Uh, they had John Bon Jovi was the NBC ambassador for a week, and like appeared on every NBC show in a guest starring role. Oh, um, I,
1: no, I don't like, know that. Even bad. on
0: like Thirty Rock, they had to like find a way oh, to, really? to put him in. I mean, this is probably like,
1: around the the same time he bought that arena football team.
0: Yeah. And I remember like, there the being commercials. John bon
1: I remember there being commercials on NBC for arena football, and it was just like John Bon Jovi being like, Hey, let's play some football.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a weird, a weird couple of years um where they were just like Hey, I know he was big in the '80s. Let's see if we can make him in the yeah. 21st century.
1: Yeah, it was like a a weird time where uh, I mean, good for him taking a swing at it. But I think society in general was like, "No, we're happy with where you are, John Bon Jovi." <laughs> like, he- uh, you're you're still in a pretty good spot. Like, uh, you're still a pretty famous guy. You can still, you know, tour extensively on your old songs. You're still a good looking guy, especially for your age. But like, that's all we want. Thank you very
0: much. Yeah. He was, he was named the NBC artist in residence.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, the, the, uh, I think it's maybe the only story we didn't mention, uh, jo- or, or mention in passing. Josh Dumal is also like trying to get home for Christmas. That's like his for New Year's, for New Year's rather. Um, and the like, only
0: star I wanted to see in this movie was Larry Miller as the <laughs> tow truck driver. <laughs>
1: yeah. Larry Miller shows up, of course. It's star studded. Um, but Josh Dumal crashes into a snowbank doing that thing we can all identify with, which was arguing with his GPS unit, his Garmin GPS.
0: (laughs) That was definitely like um, (laughs) 75-year-old Gary Marshall being like, ah, yes, I'm (laughs) writing this scene. It's it's (laughs) the the most relatable thing. And then the
1: GPS tells him that the uh, airbags have been deployed and it's like, well, that's very obviously a dash top GPS he bought from Best Buy. It it's not connected to the. <laughs> there's a lot of that shit in here where like that just ages it so badly. Yeah. Um. Where um. Uh. Uh. What's his name? The the boss. Why am I blanking out his name?
0: John Lithgow.
1: John Lithgow's playing Angry Birds. Oh yeah, and has a joke like, "Oh, I need three stars," and it's like, oh boy did that?" Each badly. I feel like later on, uh, Cherry Jones's character's dog is named iPod, and like <laughs> that's a joke. Yeah, I may have misheard it, but I thought that that's what they said.
0: I I, uh, really I also I-
1: have in my notes at one point somebody in like the maternity ward says like, "May the best Vijay J win." Mm. Oh boy. Well, I, I mean, almost turned it off.
0: At the very least like this movie more than any other movie is tie- it's tied to a specific date, right? December mm-hmm. 31st, 2011 or 2010, yeah. right? Like uh, Right,
1: somewhere around there. There there was I saw at least in one of the Times Square scenes a poster for um or like a billboard, electronic billboard for um the uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Sherlock Holmes—I don't know yeah. which which it was—but I was like, "Oh, I was actually surprised." I well, I would be surprised if that wasn't digitally inserted by the studio,
0: right? If it, if oh, it I'm wasn't,
1: sure. then I'm surprised that because that would certainly
0: date when when this came out. But I think in this in this movie's defense, mm-hmm. if you're going to date any movie. Like, they yeah. very clearly said, like, one of the first shots is, like, the ball that says, like, 2011 on it. Oh, and it's did like, it? I didn't notice yeah. that it said that. So, so it's just like, okay, well. <laughs> I was, I was
1: watching at 1.7x speed.
0: <laughs> so you might as well just lean into it because, like, yeah, you know, that's the, this actually, or maybe it came out maybe it was supposed to start in 2011 went to 20 but it came out December 9th 2011 so like okay. they were just like hey they were planning, this, this yeah. movie has a shelf life of 3 weeks um and right. then you know let's try to get all the the, the squeeze well, out of this it's as we like, can.
1: it's like um i never noticed until until it changed That for a long time, when a movie came out and it was like Christmas themed or Easter themed, it didn't come out on video until the next year. Yeah. (laughs) Which totally makes sense. Why would you? Because like, I remember
0: not seeing... Yeah, when Home Alone came out. Yeah. Came out on video in like November, like a full year after it was in theaters.
1: Well, that at least, I mean, movies used to take a lot longer. But like, yeah. I remember Elf, I remember not seeing Elf in theaters and then maybe in March being like, oh, I'd like to see that movie. And it's like, nope, there's just no <laughs> release date for this is going to come out next Christmas <laughs> because why would anyone want to watch it, you know, before then? Um, I have one, I have a line in here. I'm not even sure who is accredited to. But it's just I'm ready to commit to what I really love, my work. And I think that was one of the female characters that said that. Yeah, of
0: course. Because did we talk uh, about it'd be a total girl boss, Tom?
1: Did we talk about Katherine Heigl's storyline?
0: Um we, oh no, with John with John Bon Jovi. Sorry, I yeah. derailed, I derailed it with a lot of JBJ talk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like she's what, like a a, a catering person like a yeah, she's catering... a chef
0: yeah she's a she's a very talented chef
1: but she like runs she... a catering business or something right, right? but
0: like a high-end thing like...
1: yeah for like celebrity parties and stuff yeah um,
0: and Sophia Vergara is the dumb idiot that works with her <laughs> and uh she's like uh she, wa- she ran off because she saw a celebrity and Catherine Heigl was like uh, there's gonna be more celebrities than rehab tonight oh um, boy and yeah. she's like, she's not impressed by celebrities because she does this shit all the time.
1: She does this shit all the time. And she had previously been boning Jensen. <laughs> um, We find out that maybe last Christmas Jensen proposed to her. Yeah. And then after she said yes, he was like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> That's and why it's, she
0: slapped him so hard
1: yeah and then the first time she sees them she slaps him and it's one of those like fucking rom-coms have fucked up this entire country (laughs) and this is one of those things where it's like if somebody proposes to you and then they renege on it if
0: somebody proposes to you and reneges on that proposal they might be a (laughs) scoundrel
1: yeah it's just like no fuck that person forever (laughs) don't talk to that person again you know we're just like no i don't want to see like but they but in the end they found love no fuck this person guess what the person that does that's gonna cheat on her a year from now (laughs) yeah exactly
0: he's a bad person (laughs) people using these movies to uh As as some sort of gauge exactly what a a healthy relationship should look like. It's never going to be in a healthy relationship.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, and that's why I'm saying fuck all these movies because, yeah, there are young people especially who watch this and they're like, oh, maybe I should give Jed a a second chance. And it's like, no, fuck Jed. Find somebody better. Like Catherine Heigl, you don't have to marry some like wash-up rock star twenty years older than you who reneged on on an <laughs> engagement. You're you're a successful business owner.
0: Go yeah. find somebody else. She's
1: a, she's a great chef too, Tom. She is a great chef, although apparently not fun to work with. Mm. As an oh, actress, she's
0: demanding. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, and that and that's why we haven't really seen Catherine Heigl in a long time. I I dove into this because I was like, why is that? And okay,
0: let uh, hear it. I'd rather talk about this than the movie.
1: Yeah. Um. So apparently there are like two big things. The first was that she was on Grey's Anatomy, right, and won an Emmy. And then during her like, I don't know if it was her. Necessarily, her Emmy speech. It might have been the speech afterwards, but I don't know. It might have been her Emmy speech. Um, talked about how she was grateful for the Emmy, but she didn't deserve it because the writing was so bad.
0: <laughs> That's pretty funny though. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, she didn't say that it was the writing was so good. Like, oh, it's, no, it's no. like so easy to act because like the writing exactly, does which all the work for me. you've seen
1: people be like? Yeah. I wasn't even that good. It was just yeah. the writing and directing was was so phenomenal. No, she pulled the like. I only got this because I am so good because the writing was terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. And then when she was in uh, Knocked Up uh, during the press tour. She talks shit about um, uh, Seth Rogen and Adam McKay where she was basically. And, and the thing is, Judd Apatow, sorry. Uh, She wasn't wrong. I think in basically like, yeah, my character's fucked up. Like it's just a very misogynistic role. And like, I didn't really get to do anything. And like, the guys are all schlubs and yeah, talk
0: about like uh, a movie that promotes like a toxic relationship. And it's like, ah, but this is how this uh, these people have, you know, like exactly that, that's that's the same thing. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a but, good deal for her character in that movie.
1: And absolutely not. She's right. But I think the problem is that it seems that she brought these issues up for the first time during the press <laughs> tour. Right. And I think they were both blindsided uh, and they were like, oh, fuck. Like, no, we... Shit, she... <laughs> I wish she had told us this. Yeah. We, we didn't want her to be unhappy and, like, I, I feel bad she's unhappy and I feel especially bad she's doing that while we're promoting the movie. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. But then, apparently, like, uh, on Grey's Anatomy, uh, Shonda Rhimes coined uh Heigl as a noun when somebody was like being a diva.
0: She overplayed her hand
1: is what she, she did. had a she had a momager. Oh really? Uh, yeah that I think How was old? right. Which is was like, it an old you're lady? T- yeah you're, like you're too old to <laughs> She'd have come a momager. In here,
0: like uh, have curls in her hair and hit people with a <laughs> with her purse.
1: Yeah. Um so it would just seem like and I mean i don't think it was i i think she she perhaps yeah overplayed her hand in like how talented and attractive she was and it was just like like,
0: how in demand as a as an actress she was
1: yeah and it was like no you talk shit about two different (laughs) (laughs) showrunners uh your know, or, or directors project yeah. runners whatever that's all it takes for somebody <laughs> to be like oh we can find somebody as good looking and as talented as you are
0: who won't say the thing that we made together is bad <laughs> while promoting the thing or accepting an award for the right thing. which
1: is like the only reason to get those awards is promotion yeah And it's like, yeah, I don't feel bad. Like, she wasn't canceled or anything. I think it was just like... And she wasn't untalented, but it was like, you're not exceptionally talented to, like, get away with that shit, which I think is a good thing. I think there are tons of bad people, uh, you know, men especially, that get away with, like, but but they're so talented, so it's fine that they're an asshole to work with. And it's just like... I think thankfully the the Hollywood's realizing like eh, nobody's that talented to like put <laughs> up with people just being difficult to work with,
0: yeah, well, and then she one she, of these I, days I think they're very close to cleaning up Hollywood,
1: <laughs> but she like she had an interview, I guess somewhat recently because like you know she's aware of this uh label on her, and she was like, you know. Recently, I was on a movie and like the shoes were a size too tight, but I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want to be labeled. And it's like, brave. no, I think I think saying your shoes are a size too small is fine. That's not what you were being labeled <laughs> with. And also, if your shoes are a size too small, that's also not that big of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> I've had my my shoes a size too small and I'm not even in a movie. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You're just an idiot. Yeah, I'm just an idiot. Who spent... I bought the wrong shoes. It was too <laughs> embarrassed to. Yeah, he spent them. like
1: eighty dollars on a pair of shoes. They didn't want to have to eat the cost on.
0: <laughs> so, well, so,
1: but here's what I think. Here's I was looking up her uh, her like. Uh, so we're still on Heigl, okay? Yeah, her credits, and I think I found. Where all these problems came from, Tim. You know what the earliest credit I could find for her was?
0: Mm, something with a jerk?
1: Yes, you're 100% right. Tim, she was the daughter in My Father, the Hero. With Gerard Depardieu? Exactly. The, the, so she the learned from the worst. Ground Zero Jerk. Yeah, and it's like, oh, of course, if that's how your career started, yeah, you're gonna think this is an acceptable way to act.
0: Man, I can't believe that movie existed. Um, I saw so many commercials for My Father the Hero when I was a kid. Never <laughs> yeah, even considered that watching that piece budget of shit.
1: was insane. There were <laughs> yeah. so many. I, I mean, I think it was like MTV and Comedy Central. It was yeah. just every commercial break. Like they were aiming for us as like yeah. I don't know, sixteen, seventeen year olds.
0: I have I don't know one person that's seen that movie.
1: <laughs> no. I don't know anybody that's seen a Gerard Depardieu movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, although, that's the that's the only thing I know about Gerard Depardieu is that he was in that movie.
1: Although, let me take a second to recommend the HBO series The Landscapers. Oh. With um uh. Olivia Colman, Mhm. And, and Gerard David, Depardieu. David Lewis. The Lewis,
0: I think his name is. I don't
1: know. Uh, but there's... Her character is a huge Gerard Depardieu fan.
0: <laughs> That's weird.
1: And I'm only three episodes in. Gerard Depardieu has not appeared in person, but they've okay. shown clips of old, old weird... Gerard Depardieu. Mm-hmm. Tim... Uh, Watch The Landscapers on HBO. It's four episodes. I think you'd like it. It's real weird in ways you wouldn't expect.
0: Okay. I'm in. I was going to probably start watching it tonight anyway.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, uh, my final notes here, a-, a dramatic underreaction to Nurse Halle Berry changing into a cocktail dress and coming out and her co-workers being like, hey, you look great. No, she
0: <laughs> looks All like right, okay. the most
1: beautiful, one of the most beautiful women in the world. And they're like, yeah. hey, you look great. It's like, no, that's what you say to somebody who's ugly and they're trying <laughs> to look nice.
0: They were just jealous.
1: <laughs> oh, and they should be. She looked phenomenal. <laughs> she talks to Carmen.
0: Common- right. <laughs> <laughs> we got to wrap this up, not here, you talk about what Hollywood babes are the most bodacious
1: uh she talks to common Common's her husband he's like in uh, a miscellaneous war zone a <laughs> common probably had the 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 least work on this entire yeah. movie, right yeah one shot webcam him just wearing military fatigues in front of like a tarp
0: this is when common was like riding high this was when like the president has endorsed this like Brand safe rapper for everybody to yeah, like yeah. include in your Grammy in your movies. presentations and stuff. He's the yeah. rapper who thinks. <laughs> yeah, he's more of a poet, you know. <laughs>
1: um, and then also there's a um, uh, a cameo from Matthew Broderick. Yeah, and his character's name is Mr. Buellerton. Which is like, just have him be Bueller or don't do that. That's not a clever thing.
0: (laughs) Thank God they didn't do too much of that, like nods to other movies and past roles and stuff.
1: Yeah. It was like, Matthew Broderick demanded to be on set when (laughs) his wife kissed a much handsomer man. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the movie.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't
1: have much else to say about it.
0: Hey, this is the perfect way.
1: Carrie Ewells did a weird accent that I feel like wasn't fully fleshed out. Of like, I'm gonna be a New York doctor, so I'm gonna be like, "Hey, nurse, we gotta get the IV in the guy."
0: (laughs) I think he was just messing around because he realized, like, "Eh, nobody cares about this.
1: Oh, absolutely, (laughs) I loved it because it's like, yeah, why not, dude? Just, (laughs) I'm sure. Every actor, if they went up to, uh, Gary Marshall was like, I'm going to do like an accent for this. Do whatever you want, sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) I Uh, already got paid. We already got paid.
0: uh, Perfect way. I mean, it's. Yeah, I, I enjoyed watching like the New York Skyline uh, shots those are nice yeah
1: it has it has some nice shots in New York City. Yeah. I also forgot I have in the beginning when we first meet uh Josh uh, Dumal's character he is at a wedding that only has he's the only person not in yeah. is is a man it's his friend marrying his wife not Josh Jamal's wife this man's yeah. wife and a priest and that's it well and the organ ju-
0: player but then they cut him cuz uh he, he, they're trying to save money
1: yeah and that was the joke of just like we're trying to save money and it was like the movie's trying to save money
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: by by having a wedding we're very quickly the wedding's over and instead of, like, the, the couple, like, celebrating the fact that they're married, they're like, how come you're not married?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, they would give and a the flying fuck. And the guy that fuck. just got married was just like, well, you're the only one of us allowed to go have casual sex now with strangers. <laughs> yeah. Like, three seconds after he got
1: yeah, married. Yeah, literally seconds after he got married. The the, the <laughs> church is decorated for and a wedding. And his wife is but... like,
0: yeah, well, your days of doing that are over. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like this movie.
1: No, and there there's nobody else at the wedding, but the church is still like decorated immaculately. Like and they try and play it as a joke that the church is mm-hmm. empty, but it's like this makes no fucking sense. Why did they have a Nothing church this- wedding that they didn't invite anyone but Josh Jumal? Was it like they were trying to rub in the one single guy they know's face? <laughs>
0: And why did they wait till after he said, uh, you may now kiss the bride or give kisses to the missus for the priest to be like, by the way, why is nobody here?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then like he kisses Sarah Jessica Parker on a corner because he had met her a year before, but not even met her, it sounded like. It sounded like (sighs) he hadn't met her, but they had talked
0: somehow. Got a New Year's resolution after this month. Uh, 2022. I'm only watching good movies. Not watching the shit anymore. I can't do this. Yeah. Let's go back to reading books for Christmas. Let's go back to
1: books. Let's go back to the old classics. Yeah. Put up a
0: put up a uh a poll.
1: Hey, let's start with Beowulf.
0: Yeah. Start from the the original Eh, book. Start with the Old Testament.
1: I think Beowulf's older than the Old Testament.
0: Wow, what a world. (laughs) <laughs> all right, Tom. Uh, hey, it's uh, it's been fun spending 2021 chatting with you behind a paywall, Tom.
1: <laughs> it sure has been a 2021 chatting with me behind a paywall.
0: And, uh, you know, look forward to doing it in 2022. Yeah. So, hey, everybody. Stay tuned. And patrons, thank you for all your support. Yeah. 2021 and uh, before... Um, no matter when you came on board, we're happy to have you. We love you very much. As
1: long as you and... stay on board.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, dead to us.
1: Yeah. If you if you jump off board, fuck Ooh, you off. You are on our shit fuck list. Fuck off for life. Yeah.
0: You better. You should wish that you you would have been better off if you never signed up in the first place. Oh,
1: you you have been better off if you if you were dead.
0: All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for, for supporting us. Um, and we will see you next year.
1: Doodle-oo. Did you say we love them?
0: Yeah, we love them very much.
1: Okay, good. Goodbye.